Praise the Lord. Everyone hungry and expectant this morning? Let's pray. Father, we just bless your presence in this place. I thank you that you are already here, Lord. Lord, from the moment I came in here, I can sense, Lord, there's a shift in Kirikiri, Lord. There's a shift in this place, Lord. I sense the unity where you command your blessing. But now, Lord, we thank you for your word. May you just uh, minister your word to your people through me, Lord. I yield every member of my body, Lord, so that I'll be your mouthpiece this morning. We call upon your holy presence, Lord, to manifest in power, Lord, because you're present here to heal. You're present, Lord, to restore. You're present to deliver. We bless you that you're the chain breaker, the yoke remover. We bless your name in this place. We're hungry. We're thirsty for Jesus, the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords, I bless your name, Lord. Amen. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. I'd just like to take this moment just to honor um, your beautiful pastors. Um, thank you for, for inviting me back here. It's always a good sign when you get invited back into a place. It usually means that you didn't blow it, so um, praise the Lord for that. But um, I just love this house. Uh, I, I do feel home when I come here. I, I know many of you here, so such an honor and a privilege to be back in and uh, Kitty Kitty back in this place, and um, I have a word on my heart for this house, which I know is going to shift you, and which I know is going to challenge you, which I know is going to bring you into closer intimacy with God, and uh, today I feel what I'm going to speak about is in response to what you have already been going after, so I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to share about, and he says, I want you to share about my manifest presence, and I said, Lord, Why? And he said, this is what they have been going after. They're seeking the Lord for a fresh move of his spirit in this place, in the community. So, so the Lord said, I'm sending you there to share about his manifest presence. So I pray that you're hungry, and uh, I pray that the Lord will bless you today. Amen? Amen. So everyone say, Lord Jesus, Jesus, touch me today in your manifest presence. I'm just going to... um, just to break down the manifest presence of God, it's something that I love to live in, I love to host, and I love to walk with God every day under the cloud of His presence, because we can do nothing without it. It's not about how good we are, how amazing we can talk, it's all about Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So when we yield our heart to Him, His presence comes, and then He can use us, amen? amen. Not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. So that's what I'm going to be sharing today, and um, I've seen so many amazing things of Jesus showing up, casting out demons, healing the sick, bringing restoration, supernaturally transforming lives, communities, miracles, and it's all glory to Him. Amen? So uh, let's get into it. If you go to um, Psalms 139, I'm going to start there. Psalms 139. And I'm going to break the presence down to three distinctions of the presence. There are three distinctions. Now, the first distinction is the omnipresence. Everyone say omnipresence. That literally means God is everywhere. And we hear that preached in church all the time. God is everywhere. God's omnipresence is different to the manifest presence. There's a distinction between the omnipresence and the manifest presence. So I'm going to start in Psalms 139, and I'm going to go from verse 
7. And it says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God's presence is everywhere. Doesn't matter where you are in your life. Doesn't matter what you're going through. God's presence is there. He knows all things, past, present, future, and he is there. Amen? Amen. But that's not his manifest presence. His manifest presence is different. Now, number two, this is the next area of the presence of God, which happens at salvation. It's called the inner presence of God, the indwelling presence of God. This happens at the time where you give your life to the Lord. The presence of God comes into your heart, into your spirit. You become one with the Spirit of God. He comes into you, the inner dwelling of the presence. Everyone say inner presence. That's the presence of God that's in you at the time of salvation. Now, the third stage of the presence is called the manifest presence. Everyone say manifest presence. Say manifest presence. Lord, manifest your presence. So the manifest presence, this is different. This is the presence of God upon you. The word manifest means to prove without a question of a doubt. It means to reveal. It means to make known. When God's manifest presence is in a place, in a building, in your community, in your life, in your family, that means God's presence is there to manifest whatever you need, whenever you need it. If someone needs healing, his manifest presence comes, boom, and then he reveals himself. If someone needs deliverance, he reveals himself as an act of his kindness and of his love, which points you back to him. Amen? So I love God's manifest presence. I love God's manifest presence. It's amazing. The word presence literally means face. It comes from the word parim. And I'm not too good at pronouncing Hebrew words, but it literally means face. So um, when you talk about presence, you're talking about the face of the Father being present with you. Amen? So here's some things that the presence is not. With the move of the Spirit that's happening globally, we can get carried away by certain things. The presence of God is not a thing. The presence of God is not a feeling. We feel the presence. We experience the presence. The presence of God is a person. The person is the Spirit of God. That's the presence. The presence of God is the outflow of the Spirit of God. Amen? And the presence of God is the outflow of the Spirit where the power of God rests in. The power of God is in the presence. If Jesus showed up here in his manifested form in the flesh, there would be power that flows from his presence. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. There is whatever you need in the presence. I just love God's presence. Why? Because you were created to live and breathe in Him and in His presence. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. I remember last time I was here, I shared about when God created the environment, He created the fish, He created the sea, then the fish, He created 
the trees, and then he created the birds. He creates the environment before he puts the people into the environment. He created not just the garden, but the place of the manifest presence of God that we are to live in, we are to function in, we are to breathe in. This is the place where we live in right relationship with God, where we see God moving, manifesting His power, manifesting His glory, seeing people set free on a regular basis. Amen? You know, in the place where I am in Kaoka, it's a little place. In fact, if you drive through it and you blink, you miss it. It's so small. We don't have fancy things there. It's just a little place. However, we love Jesus, just like you love Jesus here. And because we don't have much things, we don't have as many distractions as bigger cities, we just say, Lord, we seek your presence. And because we seek his presence, we have seen God break in and do supernatural things that I can't do, no one can do, no preacher can do, just God can do by his presence showing up in the community, which I believe he's going to do here in Kitty Kitty in a greater way, in a greater way. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the presence of God is the person of God. It's the spirit of God manifesting himself, revealing himself to point you to salvation through the cross, through Jesus, bringing you back to the good, good father that we're singing about. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm so um, passionate about this because before I experienced his presence, I could do nothing. My life, before I experienced the manifest presence and God moving through me, there was very little breakthrough. There was not many prayers getting answered. It was like I was living, living, moving by faith and seeing God move. But the moment his presence come upon me, boom, everything changed. When the manifest presence come, I remember I was praying for my brother who was trying to commit suicide over and over again. And I was just like, Lord, there's got to be something more. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't baptized in the spirit at that time. But I remember driving my car and I just called out the devil. Anyone, you, get, you just get so angry, you get to the end of yourself, and you're like, come on. So I just said, you're going to mess with my family. I'm going to fight you with everything. And so that's what I did, young believers. So I did it. I just said, I call you out. I call you out. And I'm just, I just come to the Lord. Next minute, it came into my hands, a little booklet about the Spirit of God, about the presence of God. I didn't know about this stuff. So I went to my house read the booklet. It was by um, Kenneth Copeland. And there was like a, a prayer that you prayed. It was like three lines, real simple. So I just quickly read through it and then prayed the prayer. And then I was wondering, what is going to happen now, Lord? And uh, this presence, this physical presence started to manifest over me, enveloping me. I became enveloped in this like fire. And then I was freaking out, to be honest. Because um, I hadn't seen this stuff in church. I'm not used to church. So I didn't know what to expect. And um, the only thing that felt normal was my eyes. Because it was like I was peering through something that had enveloped me. So I thought, okay, Lord, I'm going to try and get up. I couldn't move for a long time. And I was freaking out, just like, get this off me, whatever it is. Get it off me. I was freaking out. But that moment, this power came upon my life where I start to see God move in supernatural ways. And it wasn't about me. It wasn't about how much of the Bible I knew. It was about seeking Jesus and His power coming upon me, which He comes upon you to do what He's called you to do and fulfill the assignment 
that's on your life. Amen? Amen. So um, we've all seen God do some amazing things. And uh, the sooner we realize that it's not about us, it's all about Him, then I think God, when He gets all the glory, I think He'll move in greater ways. But the moment we say, oh Lord, look what I did, I think that's the moment you become in danger because that's the moment where God starts to lift His presence. He says, okay, then let's see what you can do. We can do nothing. I just love God's presence. Praise the Lord. So the first part, God's omnipresence, that's God's, God's presence everywhere. God's indwelling presence. That's the presence that comes upon you at the time of salvation. What does the indwelling presence do? We need the indwelling presence. That's the Spirit of God leading you. The Spirit of God guiding you. The Spirit of God counseling you. The Spirit of God leading you into all truth and convicting your heart of any area of sin. That's the Spirit of God transforming your mind according to the Word, showing you what to pray and how to pray. That's the presence in you, leading you. That presence that is in you is for you to be transformed into God's image from the inside out. But the manifest presence of God coming upon you, that's God's power upon you to transform those around you. Amen? So we look in the Word of God where Jesus, he encountered the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. We know Jesus was God. He was the Word become flesh. However, he didn't come to the earth as God. He came as a man living in right relationship with God, relying on the presence and the Spirit of God. Amen? So when he came into the Jordan, we know the Word of God says it was like heaven open then the Spirit of God descended like a dove or like lightning, and then a voice came and said, This is my Son, who I am well pleased. This is my Son. And then the Word of God in Luke 4, I'm just going through it because I don't have much time, but if, if you read through Luke 4 from verse 1 to um, verse 14, it talks about Jesus was led by the Spirit, full of the Spirit, into the wilderness. You know, the Spirit of God will sometimes lead you into some places that you, your flesh doesn't want to go. Amen? Anyone prayed for more faith? What about more patience? Guess what's going to happen? You're going to be led into a situation with great resistance. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't work it, it won't grow. So the Lord will lead you into an area, a situation where resistance is coming against you, and you think, Lord, it's the devil. I bind that devil. The Lord's like, no, you ask for faith. I'm going to put you through the test so that you can work against that resistance, build greater faith muscles, and start to move in my presence and power. Anyone want more patience? You're going to get a slow driver. You're going to get people annoying you all the time so that you can learn to be patient. Say, Lord, give me patience. No one wants patience? Oh, okay, all good. So, so the Lord, he starts to develop in us this character, this Christ-like nature by the indwelling presence. And the Word of God says Jesus was led into the wilderness, full of the Spirit. Amen? But then it says he came out in verse 14 with the Spirit's power upon him. So if Jesus had to be led by the Spirit to get the Spirit's power upon him, then so do we. 
We've all experienced the power. Put your hand up if you experience God's power in your life. There's more. There's more. I'm in a season in my life where I've seen God do some amazing things, but there's something in me. There's a cry that says, God, there has to be more. There has to be more with the situation that is going on in New Zealand, in our government, in politics, with the discrimination against Christians. You know, sometimes we don't have the answers for people, but the demonstration of His power makes all the difference. I'm involved in some different um, spheres of influence where I've got to talk to all sorts of people. Some people you can't convince with fancy words. Some people will argue against you with, doesn't matter if you have the answer, they won't want to hear it. They need to see and experience the manifest power of God's presence and His love. Who wants to see that? Who wants to see that in your family? Your family is sometimes the hardest to win. Because they know you. And they're like, what are you talking to me about all this present stuff? We know who you are. And my family, they think that I'm just cheeky and that I rack everyone up. And I do. I like to annoy them. I like to get under their skin. And then I like to hit them with Jesus. <laughs> so that, that's, how, that's how I am. Or if it's with my brothers, I like to have a play fight with them, ruffle them up a little bit. They'll ruffle me up. And then I say, all good, bro. I love you. So um, with my whānau, some of them are hard to win to Jesus if you don't have the manifest presence. Before I come and experience the manifest presence, I was like that Bible-bashing Christian. It was like, you know, I'd see my mum and tell her everything she knows is wrong. That, that, <laughs> that um, I'd tell her that she doesn't know God and all this. And, and, um, because she, she doesn't understand Christianity in the Pākehā frame world. She comes from Te Ao, te ao Māori world, which is all about matuatama um, tapu. So she, her stories of faith are different to my stories of faith. And so I'll try and bash her with, you need this, you need Jesus. And she's like, son, I know Jesus. I've seen Jesus. But then I would come and my family would just run from me. <laughs> and then uh, I started to get full with the manifest presence and now with the presence of God, now when they have a problem, they know I'm going to go and see. Now when they're struggling with addiction, mental illness, or they have any problem, family disputes, violence, you know, or hell breaking loose, they know where to come because it's not me, it's the presence of God because they know that God is with me and God is with you and God will help you with anything that you're going through. Amen. So I just want to kind of drum it in there. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. So Jesus had to go into the wilderness being full of the Spirit, but he came out with power. Everyone say power. power. He came out with power where the Scripture was fulfilled about Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you. Because he's anointed you to preach the gospel. He's anointed you to proclaim freedom to the captives. Amen? We're not just here to live out Sunday Christianity. We're here to make a difference. In our world, in our family, in our sphere of influence, in our workplace, in our schools, we're here to make a difference. When darkness increases, turn it up a bit. Turn it up a few notches. Start to shine the light of Christ. Don't run away from it. Get in there. Get in there and start to shred up hell with the gospel of the kingdom and start to move in God's power. 
Amen? Amen. Praise God. You see, I'm, I'm getting a little bit excited about this. The reason why I'm getting excited is because I'm tired of Christians bowing down to demons and bowing down to impossible situations, bowing down and just putting up with things because that's the way it is and that's the way it's always going to be. I tell you, that's a lie from the devil. You need to tell that thing, whatever's pressing against you, whatever's pressing against your family, you've got to call it out and say, bow your knee to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. So everyone, if you believe that, just say, in the name of Jesus, all impossibilities, bow your knee to Jesus. You know, sometimes things don't shift until you actually challenge it. If you put up with it and tolerate it, it just carries on and on. Sometimes you actually have to get a little bit aggressive. And you actually have to get aggressive against the evil one because the evil one is messing with your life, with your family, and you need to say enough is enough. Amen? Amen. So I'm stirred up. I'm passionate about Aotearoa. Um, my, my spirit is, is just warring for this nation because of the prophetic destiny that we have over this nation. I'm not going to put up with what is happening. I think it's time we stand up and be a voice. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So John 3, verse 34, it says, The Spirit is given without measure. I'm here to tell Kitty Kitty today, you've experienced the presence of God. You've experienced the presence of God in a measure. But He's going to turn things up a little bit. And you're going to experience God of no limits. You're going to experience God of the breakthrough. You're going to experience God's fire and His power on this place, touching this community, touching your families, touching the people in your world. You're going to experience it. Amen? Man, it is so good. It is so good. So good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So... Luke 4, Jesus went in to the wilderness, but he came out with power. When you carry the presence, your words carry weight. They're not just dead words falling to the ground. They're not just dead sermons. They're not just words on paper, but the words of life of the Spirit manifesting with power. You see, you can do nothing without the manifest presence There's a powerful principle here. God needs his spirit to move. In the beginning, the spirit was moving over the face of the earth. And then God said, there needs to be a movement of the spirit because the spirit and the word work together. When you speak where the spirit is moving, it creates things. When you get in the manifest presence and God starts shifting and moving, you need to release a word. You can't just think, I, I saw a vision, God gave me something. You know what, Noah, in prayer, what I've been declaring and what God has been shifting and moving over this nation. You, we are prophetic people, amen. You're, you've got a prophetic house, prophetic insight. If you have something that is prophetic and you don't speak it out with a decree, with a declaration, it won't come to pass. It won't come to pass if you think it. It will come to pass when you speak it because the kingdom of heaven 
voice activated. Amen? You know, I was, I was having a season where I was trying to buy a house. And um, I don't know about you, but in Kawaka, we live in the promised land, the land of milk and honey. Houses are just skyrocketed. We live in the place where God lives, not where he visits. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, house prices are just, boom, they're just skyrocketing. All the Aucklanders, bless the Aucklanders, they're buying all our houses. And, um, and we can't compete because they got way more money than we do. You put a bid in, they put another five in. So that's how it was going for like a year. And I was just like, Lord, I know you got a house out there somewhere. And then I was praying and praying, praying, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I just, I'm just going to get in your presence. Amen? Amen. Started worshiping. Bless you, Jesus. Maybe you're here and you need a house. This testimony is for you. So I started just worshiping. Worship, worship. Thank you, Jesus. And then in the spirit, I saw rain come down. Just rain. And then the Lord said, your blessing's coming in the rain. So I'm thinking, Lord, what's that, a Ford Ranger or something? Your blessings coming in the rain. So um, I was like, what is it? And then, honestly, this is honest. This house started coming down in the spirit in front of me. So I knew the principle, it won't manifest unless I speak it. So it was like, I put it on pause. It was like, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that house is my house in Jesus' name. So I put words to it because the spirit was moving. And then, an hour later, get a phone call with the contract of that house. Boom. Presence, word, moving, God creating through you. Amen. So there's things happening in our government, things happening in our nation. God has a plan. God is not caught off guard, but he's waiting for you to get into his presence. He's waiting for you to get into his presence over kitty kitty. Start shifting, start moving things with declarations and decrees from heaven and moving things into place so that God can prosper this community in a whole nother level. Praise God. So I'm going to go through real quickly. How much more time do I have? You can't really say that to a Māori because then they just, they'll stay up here all day. And then there'll be a wānanga setting where there's no time limit. So now I'll, I'll just be gracious. Praise the Lord. We have this saying for Māori, if you ever had a wānanga, it's called kia That means get off. Your time is up. Kia So if, if you say that to me, then I know, yeah, I've got one minute left. Praise the Lord anyway. Just having a bit of fun. So I really feel strongly, I'm going to share about how to build God's manifest presence. You already know God's already speaking. God's going to bring increase. But I'm I'm going to share a few keys that God has helped me because without God, I can do nothing. Everywhere I go, lead people to Christ. Share to my family. I've baptized nearly all of my family now. All of my workmates are saved. They're moving in power. So no matter where I go, it's an assignment. I'm going to bring the presence and power get everybody saved. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to go and get everybody saved because the presence of God is on my life. Now, this is some keys that have helped me because it's easy to be in the presence, coming into the house of God and we're in the presence of God. It's easy, but it's harder to stay there. It's harder to just cultivate that place of being in communion with God. 
So um, these are some areas that I've recognized in my own life which causes the presence to lift. Are you ready for them? So I've got eight, eight real simple keys. The first one is sin. Sin separates you from God's presence. Any area of sin in your life that you haven't dealt with, that will separate you from God's presence. Yes, God loves you, and by His love, He's drawing you to come to Him and hand that thing over to Him. The next thing, the next hindrance, or the next sign that the presence of God, that you've experienced it and it's no longer there or you don't feel it the way you used to, and that is you become more conscious, aware of yourself. What I mean by that is when Adam and Eve sinned, they were aware that they were naked, so they tried to hide themselves. They tried to hide themselves from God. We become more aware of ourselves. When God's presence shows up, it doesn't matter if you're in the deepest sin, your eyes are on Him because He's worthy. So when you, when you realize your eyes are no longer on the Lord, but you're focusing on yourself, focusing on, on, on just areas in your life, and you're like, Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me. That is all good. But there's a moment where you have to say, Lord Jesus, I have all this brokenness and I just need you to take it from me. And while you're taking it from me in process, I'm going to worship you through the process. The next thing, number three, number four, sorry. So I did actually three there, sin, aware of yourself, shame. Number four is you no longer have that hunger and desire to pray, to worship, to seek God. And your life becomes mechanical. You come to church, do all the things, but there's no longer that hunger there that you used to have. Who wants a greater hunger? And to be honest, we've all been there. We've all been in that place where we're hungry, and then we go through things in life, discouragement sets in, and then we no longer have that zeal. I want to stir up that zeal today in your heart so that you'll seek the presence. You're going to have a presence encounter night. By the, by the time that gets here, you're going to be so on fire with God's presence that things are going to shift, things are going to happen, and God's going to move in a whole new realm. In fact, I can sense the Spirit of God just going to come in like a mighty wave. And it's a time where you release the sound of the prophetic voice to recreate, to shift, and to move things in your region. Amen? Now, this is a, a big indication. You just have stress. You have no peace. You have stress, you have no peace. When the presence of God, when you're not aware of His presence, you just stress out. You stress out with things in your life. You stress out. You go to sleep and you can't sleep because you're worried about financial problems. You're worried about your children. You're worried about all these things. God's presence gives you rest. Number six, your heart gets a little bit hard. We are no longer vulnerable to people and no longer vulnerable to others. Number seven, this is a sign where you can tell if someone's not in that place of the presence. Their words become critical. They start to criticize their workmates, their family, criticize one another. That is a sign, hey, bro, get back into that place of God's holy presence. But what are the signs that the presence is already over your life, manifesting over your life? It is everything opposite to these. When, when the Holy Spirit convicts you in area of sin, you come in repentance. Your awareness goes off yourself and goes on to the Father. You don't have shame and guilt, but boldness to come into the throne of grace. You run into the throne of grace with boldness. 
you have a desire to worship, to praise, just like this morning, the praise was amazing. Man, that was a really amazing. I really felt the presence of God here. Your heart is soft and tender. You're in that place where it doesn't take much and you start to weep. Tears start flowing. And then if anyone sees you, you can just, oh, I got a little bit of a cold or something. Instead of having critical words, you have words of encouragement, words to bless, words to lift up. So I thank God that you're in that place. You're in that place of having a tender heart, a heart of love, a heart to, to put Him first, giving Him glory. I was just loving Pastor Boy as he was praying and giving Jesus glory. Just my spirit was just leaping with joy as Jesus was getting all the glory. Amen? Now here's some four easy keys on how to move and walk in God's manifest presence. I'm going to do it quickly. I'm going to do it quickly. Number one is you've got to recognize that's always the key for transformation and change. You have to recognize. You've got to recognize, Lord, maybe I don't seek you the way that I used to. I'm not as hungry as I used to be. Lord, I'm not as hungry for your word or for prayer. Maybe the things in my life have got me too busy and I'm just, I'm not in that place of just knowing your presence because I've allowed distraction to come in. First thing is just to recognize. Recognize, Lord, I can do nothing without you. In every moment in our lives, we need to check this area and say, Lord, is my heart really for you? Or am I only seeking you for myself? The first place is recognize. The next thing, what Pastor Ruben was talking about, repentance, turning around and just coming back to God, running to Him, not running away from Him. Running back into the Father's loving arms. Now here's the last three keys. Prayer. Everyone say prayer. This is a sign that God has revived your spiritual life. It's the first desire is you have a desire to pray. You have a desire to get up and just seek heaven. You have this desire just to pray. Your prayer life is revived. And I want to suggest to you, church, to you, kitty kitty, don't pray for revival over your community or church until it comes to you first. You must be revived first before you can help others. And then you end up being the solution because God's presence is on you everywhere you go. And then when you pray for revival over yourself, God will revive your marriage. He'll revive your finances. He'll revive your dreams. He'll revive your purpose and destiny. God will revive you. And then He'll use you in your workplace. He'll revive your workplace. He'll revive your church. He'll revive your community. So you pray. Everyone say, Lord, show me what to pray. Show me how to pray. It's important that we pray. Why? Because if you don't pray, God won't move. As simple as that. God is sovereign, but He's given the dominion of earth to man, which means He comes by invitation. That's prayer. Amen? So prayer brings you into the throne of God's presence. And I'm going to go quickly. Thankfulness is number two. Thankfulness keeps you aware. It just keeps you aware. You just be thankful to God for everything. And that keeps you aware of what He is doing daily. You know, one thing, when we complain about something, we, we take our eyes off the Lord and we're no longer aware of how He's moving at any given time. But when we're thankful, when you just wake up thankful for the day, thankful for your family, thankful for your job, thankful for everything He's done, 
your, your heart and your awareness of God increases where you're actually aware of Him with you everywhere you go. Amen. And the last key I'm going to give is pra uh, praise and worship. Praise and worship. Praise and worship is one of the biggest keys to see God's manifest presence over a region, over your community. There's so much revelation I can give you about praise and worship. Basically, praise and worship breaks down the demonic atmospheres over the region. It's like a fire that just busts straight through and extends out from a location and from a place. Now, when you praise God in the morning, in your individual life, you carry God everywhere you go. You know what happens when you carry God's presence? Everyone comes to you and they tell you their problems. You don't have to be a pastor. You just walk, you're just walking in, and then people come, they start crying, and then they say, I've never told this to anyone. I don't know why I'm telling it to you. Because you become a safe place. You become a shelter. They may not recognize it, but their spirit knows it. They can feel it. They get next to you, and they're like, I don't know what is it about this person, but I feel like I can trust him. And then you're wondering, Lord, what's going on? The Lord's just saying, just let them share their heart. Let them share their heart. And then you just have to tell them, you know what, God's got an amazing plan for your life. And God will do the rest. He'll move through you. Amen? So prayer and worship. Worship opens the heavens. Worship releases you to walk under an open heaven. Who wants to walk under that this morning? Let's all stand this morning. We're just going to have a moment where we start to just build an atmosphere and where we see God shift, shaking things and moving things into place over this house, over this region. I sense such a greater freedom in this place. I sense this morning, if you came in here with addictions, this morning you just have to lay hold of God's presence being here. You don't need a man to pray for you. You just have to say, Lord, by your grace, I'm delivered. By your grace, I am free. No matter what it is, if you're struggling with any sort of addiction, I feel like you just have to lay hold of God right now. Right now. Amen. Let's, let's bring everyone into the presence. Just for the next few moments, I want you just to recognize an area of your life that you need God to move in powerfully. And then once you recognize, then just start to, from your heart, just say, Lord, I'm turning around, I'm turning back to you. I'm hand, handing these things over to you, and I'm surrendering to you. So I'm just going to give a few seconds to do this between you and God. And then we're going to move into some uh, prayer, thankfulness, and then praise, and start to shift things. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Just you and God. The presence of God is moving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence moving in this place, Father. Thank you for your presence moving in this place, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, everyone just pray in unison with me to say, Lord, I recognize areas in my life where I need more of your power your manifest presence. There are things holding me back. You know what they are. I give them over to you, Lord. All distractions, everything taking up my time. And I just give myself to you afresh that you would use me, Lord, for your glory.
in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now let's just start to thank God, praise God, and worship Him. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful place of Kitty Kitty, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every person that you have here. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to set the captives free in this place, in this community. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're going to move in the greater wave of your power and your glory here in this house in Kitty Kitty, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. Start to lift up your hands and start to just praise the name of the Lord. Something is going to shift and something is going to happen when you do this. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. As you're doing this, the presence is building right now. You're feeling the presence coming to rest upon you right now. Lord Jesus, increase it, we ask. Increase the awareness. Increase the manifestation of your grace, of your presence. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.